Amen. Well, how's everybody doing tonight? Great to have you here. This is first Wednesday of the month, so this is our healing meeting tonight. So normally, most Wednesdays, we call those believers meetings, and uh, this one you don't even have to believe. <laughs> now, it's not going to help, not going to hurt, <laughs> but uh, uh, you're welcome in here in any spiritual condition, of course, and, uh, and I believe that uh, faith will be imparted to you no matter where you uh, are presently, and you'll go out of here stronger, better, faster, richer, better looking, happier, <laughs> able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, hopefully. Amen. Do want to welcome, though, if you're if you are new with us at Life Church and uh, you popped in here on a Wednesday night, maybe knowing what you're getting into and maybe not. Uh, uh, we we welcome you anyway, and we hope you are uh, hope you have a good time, <laughs> and uh, hope you feel um, welcomed and uh, loved and so forth. On your way out tonight, in the, in the main lobby out there, we have a gift for you. We'd love to give you one of those gifts. I think we have a picture of them on the screen. There must be behind me. Uh, and uh, nevertheless, we have that available in the lobby. We'd love to shake your hand and say hi. There it is. Looks like that. And, uh, and it's a good gift, too. So grab one of those on your way out. And uh, anyway, welcome. Glad you're here. We're going to receive tithes and offerings now before we get into the ministry of the Word and the Spirit. And so, uh, and so if you brought your tithes and offerings with you tonight, then get those ready. Uh, if you give on a different day or a different service, or you don't give at all, then just keep smiling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no requirements here. No one's arm is twisted to do anything. We do anything we do because we choose to, right? And so you can give different ways. Of course, many of us give on our, our phones these days. We do that. And uh, it seems unspiritual, but we get over it. It's like using your Bible on your phone. Does that even count? You know, do you get, do you get heavenly credit for that? Or every verse you read gets subtracted when a text comes up right in the middle of reading it. Or I think giving digitally is okay. Uh, but we'll pass the offering containers momentarily anyway. And we're believing God for finances as you are in your home, as you know Amy and I are in our home. We're believing for finances for the church, uh, for our pay off the expansion, and going forward to get more lands and buildings because because there's lots of people that need saved and healed and set free and uh, the moment we fill one up we'll be saying okay now what <laughs> what are we going to do now that's what we keep doing around here we add services and all that stuff uh, so let's believe God together and trust him for our provision amen father we love you we serve you we bring you our tithes and offerings and uh, we bring them to you by faith. We bring them to you because we want to, we choose to, we honor you, we worship you. And not only that, we trust you to provide every need, to exceed the need, so that we can live in abundance and not in lack. Live from the overflow, not the bottom of the barrel. Thank you. You are an abundant God providing every need 
according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you for it. We trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you as you give tonight. And we're going to go right into the Word. Are you ready? Can you multitask? Those of you who uh, are still waiting for things to go by you. If you do have a Bible with you or have a Bible on your phone, uh, go ahead and get those out. Uh, again, if you are new with us and say, I don't even know how to get around in the Bible, so I don't have one, or that's fine. You're, you're good. You know, I was once new at Life Church too. I was here for the first time. Now, with me, it's a little unique because it was our first service. And my first time visiting, I had to preach <laughs> and lead the worship and do the announcements and receive the offering and pray for the law, pray for the people afterward and shake hands at the door, going in and going out. So, <laughs> so if you're new with us today, you don't have to do any of that. <laughs> uh, but again, I would just want, I just like to, to say this, I don't make any assumptions that Everyone should be on the same level and have the same experiences and have the same knowledge of of Scripture or God. We don't, and uh, and I want to give you a break. You're fine where you are, and I believe that God will meet you right where you are. I tell you what, He talked to me and and answered prayers for me and did things before I knew, you know, a, a fraction of what I know now, and still I don't know that much. Uh, but he's been meeting me all along my journey, and he will meet you, and it'll be real every step of the way. And and this service, of course, like we said, is focused on healing. Now, when I say healing, I literally mean healing, not in a figurative sense, not not in a you know just a spiritual sense. You don't need spiritual healing; that's not really a thing. Uh, your spirit is either dead or alive. So when your spirit has a problem, you get born again. Okay, that's called receiving salvation. But your body, that's, you know, and, and sometimes even in the soul area, uh, you do need help. And if you have physical problems in your body or ever think you might have a challenge there in the future, that's what this service is all about, healing for the body. Now, now we, we see uh, things happen all the time. This is not a, uh, a random one in a million shot someone gets healed. Um, we... I don't think we ever go a week without some kind of testimony or and many times you know a dozen of them of people being healed in their physical body of something and uh, how many how many would lift your hand uh, would lift your hand and by lifting your hand you're saying I have firsthand in my body been healed of something don't lift your hands yet I have to clarify I'm not talking about a uh, not not talking about a surgery, not talking about not saying that you shouldn't have done that. I'm just saying I'm not talking about that. But outside of a medicine, outside of a surgical procedure or something like that, you know for certain it was God that healed your body. Now lift your hand if that if that's you. Okay, well, huh, I guess I'm in good company here. <laughs> now for those. No, no, that was a large number of people and a large percentage of people. For those who say, I've never even known anyone who's been healed before. You could probably randomly ask anyone, <laughs> and odds are you'd run into someone who could tell you a story about their own life. Amen. And, uh, and so it's a good place to be. 
We know God works this way, and we know He will work this way tonight in this service. Not sometime down the road, in the future, maybe, I hope it can be. I'm talking right here, right now, the healer is in the house. And His name is Jesus. He's here by the Spirit, and uh, and He will work in your life tonight. Praise God. Well, uh, let's get into some Word. Uh, If you have... Uh, like I said, if you have your Bible, um, I want to look at Second Corinthians first. Second Corinthians chapter eleven. Second Corinthians chapter eleven. Um, the Lord had dealt with me; had mentioned this recently uh, about simplicity, and this is this is one of the verses that use that language. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11, and notice with me in verse 2, this is Paul who wrote this. Paul's an apostle or a sent one, and he wrote to the Corinthians, the church in Corinth, which is a, a place. <laughs> I don't want to get off track. Uh, verse 2, Second Corinthians 11, 2, Paul writes, For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. I mean, no, most jealousy people operate in is called fleshly jealousy, not godly, but this one's okay. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Okay? So here's Paul's concern for the Corinthians, the believers there, that they would be deceived just like Eve was. And what would they, what would be they, what would they be deceived in? In what way? That they would depart simplicity that is in Christ. They would leave the simplicity, I guess you might say, and enter into complexity. <laughs> They would enter into something. They would be tricked into getting into more or adding more to what is needed. They would depart the the simplicity of Christ and, and go into more. How many know the gospel is simple? The good news is simple. What we're doing is not super complicated. Uh, it does not take a genius to understand. Or, and you might be a genius, but you can set that aside tonight. You can tie half your brain behind your back and still understand the gospel and receive gifts from God. Okay? And, 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 and part of that is, is helpful for us because no matter your education or brilliance or experience, things from God are all received the same way. They're received the same way by the the child that's over in in the kids' ministry right now as it is someone in here who may have a Ph.D. as it You know what I'm talking about? Someone who's been uh, saved for a day, someone who's been saved for 50 years, or someone who doesn't know the Lord yet. All right? These things are simple, and they're easily received by everybody. Uh, I know in the ministry of Jesus, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, many people were healed that knew hardly anything about God or about covenants or about His plan and His will. In fact, many people in here know far more than 
those who were in listening to Jesus himself and they were healed instantaneously they were healed easily and quickly right at the same time there were those in their day that were highly educated as well they're very smart and but they received the same way okay so this creates a level playing field for everyone we can all approach the same god the same way and receive the same things None of us really have an advantage in that regard. Uh, the Lord sees us um, the same. Amen. I know the scripture tells us in Christ there is neither male nor female nor, you know, slave nor free or, uh, what does it say, Jew or Greek. Uh, he just, in Christ, things, things level out and, and, and we're the same in that regard. So we can all receive quickly and easily. And, and how, how does this, how does this work? Again, we simply hear and believe. That's what they did in Jesus' day. They would hear the word, they would believe the word, and kaboom. God's power would be manifest and blind eyes would open and deaf ears would open and, and, uh, you know, blood conditions would dry up and, and, uh, you know, people who were dead would come back to life. But it all worked on the same basic principles of believing, um, what the Lord said. Uh, it's interesting, this word that's translated here, simplicity, it also could be translated or means singleness. And you can see that when you talk about simple or complex, something is single, there's one part to it, or there's many parts to it. And what the, what the goal of, of the enemy would be is to get us going several directions, looking at, I've got to have this in order, and this in order, and this in order, and what about this over here, and oh, I don't know about this, and, and, and getting, getting us confused with all kinds of different, you know, possible scenarios instead of just being simple and saying, I'm just, I believe in Jesus, the healer for me right here, right now. That's what works. So when you find yourself trying to complicate it, stop right there. I'm, it's amazing to me how simple healing is when we don't add a bunch of stuff to it. I mean, mind-boggling easy. I'm very well convinced that when we stand before the Lord, if you're a believer, uh, when many people have died and gone to heaven and they looked back through the eyes of God and saw how they struggled with certain things, probably a major eye roll at themselves. I think I'll do it to myself too. Go, holy smokes. Can you say that in heaven? Holy smokes. You can say Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, but like, what in the world? I, would, I made that way too difficult. I struggle. And if I would have just relaxed and kept my eyes on the Lord. Amen. I could tell you stories about, about that, but I, I, I want to move along. Singleness is what, where we need to focus. Don't add anything to Him. Just say, stay focused on Christ. Amen. It, it's kind of like, you know, uh, especially with today's education system, uh, especially if you've gone to college, you've probably been told by some intellectual to, uh, you know, gave you a hard time with the whole concept of Noah, for example. How did he get all those animals on the boat? You know, is that even possible? 
and maybe some other biblical stories and they've questioned it and put doubt in your mind that that couldn't be and so forth. And, uh, and we can have that discussion for a while. But how many know you don't have to believe that to be saved? I'm not saying I don't and I'm not, I'm not putting that down at all. I do believe it and I could have that discussion. But how many know when someone is, is holding back their faith in Christ because of an argument of how did they get the animals on the boat, they don't need to. It's a distraction. How many know you and I are not going to stand before God and He's going to say, okay, do you believe the Jericho story just as written with the walls fall down? Because and, and, uh, if you don't get that one right, you're not going to heaven. No, that's not, what, that's not the prerequisite to salvation. It's all about Jesus dying for us, our sins on the cross, being raised from the dead. That's the, that's the one I have to get right. I want to get everything right. You understand what I'm saying? But if, we, if we're allowing different things to complicate and, and really displace the simplicity of our faith in Christ, we're going to be spinning our wheels. And it's going to be hard, and I don't, just don't know why this, why this isn't working. Hallelujah! Everybody okay? Amen. Again, it's not an advanced spiritual degree that, spiritual degree that gets results. It's simple faith. It's just doing what God said to do. It is just doing what God said to do. Amen. I remember when I was, uh, when I was in Bible school, there was these guys I knew. Uh, some of them were from Canada. And uh, anyone from Canada? Okay. <laughs> um, and, and outside of Bible school, you know, studies and so forth, um, they had put together this little group uh, to, to basically, we would call it a life group, although it wasn't official because they didn't have that system in place, but they would have this group and they were studying healing. They just took it upon themselves, and the reason I know is because they invited me to come, and I, I went once or twice, and, and, it, and they were just studying some book about healing. And, you know, these are not ministers. These are not people with advanced spiritual accomplishments or anything like that. Just people who are hungry. They just want to see God move. They said, let's get together. We'll talk about healing, and we'll go through this material, and then we'll pray for one another. And you know what they did? Is, uh, is they would do that, and, and I would go over there. And so what was happening in those meetings? Legs were growing out, and pains were leaving, and everyone's just having fun. It's almost like they're practicing. Hallelujah. They say, okay, here's what it says. This is what we do, and this is what we say. Okay, now you sit here. You know how you do that with the, when the back is sometimes out of alignment, and they'd sit there and, hey, your legs are off. And go... Come out in Jesus' name and legs go. And everyone, hey, cool, it works. <laughs> but it really was working. People were getting healed, amazing things were happening, and they'd go out and they'd invite other people to come. By the way, some of you should do this in our life group system. That exact same thing. Say, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna be one of our life group leaders. I'm gonna do a healing group. We're gonna, you know, get a good book or, you know, and Listen to some things or watch some things, and we're going to practice. There you go. Amen. Food for thought. Amen. Why not let God work, work in you? It doesn't take some advanced pedigree. Like I said, you, know, you don't need some high qualification. You just need to be a believer. 
If you believe, God will work through you. Amen. Amen. Go over to Matthew, if you would. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew, the 18th chapter. And I want you to notice over here in the second verse, Matthew 18, uh, 18, 18.2. Did I say that? Second verse. Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Now, 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 notice the language used. Unless you become as a little child. In what way do you want to become, or do I want to become as a little child? Not in all ways. I don't want to become as a child in the sense of not knowing how to do a lot of things that I know today. I don't want to become the same in knowledge or experience or that kind of thing. But he did emphasize something here about humility. If you humble yourself like a little child, you're called great in the kingdom. And this is the right approach. And he's, he's talking about receiving um, or entering the kingdom of heaven. But how many recognize every gift from God really works the same way? I, why, why is it that... You know, when uh, Pastor Doug uh, leads these kids' camps, they come back with so many testimonies of ama- these kids having amazing experiences with God. It's like, that's not even fair. I know, ma- I know way more than they do. <laughs> I know how to pray, and I, ha- I know the Scriptures to back it up. And yet they're having these great experiences with God and the Lord setting people free and doing amazing things. Again, it's that quality that puts us over. That gets us through. It's not some advanced thing. It's just being humble before God and saying, I believe in you. Nothing else. Here I am. Amen. And go over to John chapter 4. See, humility takes God at His word. Don't be so arrogant today to disqualify yourself from receiving healing. Hallelujah. If the Word says you're healed, if this book says you're healed, submit and be healed. Don't you dare rebel. Don't you raise up your arrogant self and say, well, that doesn't work for me. Amen, amen, amen. You're like quiet now. Wow, that's pretty harsh. I'm just saying submitting to to God is good for us. When I submit myself and humbly come before Him, I get what He wants, and that's healing. That's restoration. That's wholeness in my body. He can teach me something in that situation. John chapter 4 and verse 46, it reads, So Jesus uh, came again to Cana of Galilee, where He had made the water wine. And there uh, was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum, all right. Who, who, who is it talking about here? A a certain nobleman. Why does it give us that detail? Well, it gives you a little insight into the person seeking the 
the, the victory for their child. This was not just, this was not a low class citizen. This was a person who was of royalty, of royal family, an officer, probably of, of Herod. Um, uh, and so, that's the kind of person that's asking. How many know it doesn't matter your prominence in society? <laughs> Sickness is still a problem if, it, if you're afflicted by it. I mean, no, being rich, being a noble person, uh, this nobleman was probably wealthier than the average person. How many know that doesn't always get you over the top? I'd rather be rich than poor, but you know what? When sickness strikes, it doesn't matter. If there's a disease that's incurable or someone's dying, rich, poor, throw that out the window. Because that is not going to help. Uh, that's again, it brings us back to the level playing field. We all approach the Lord the same way. You know, just like you, it's often said we come into the world and go out the same way and, you know, naked. <laughs> you know, you never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul, right? Is we're just out of here. It's equal playing field, and, and so we all approach the Lord the same way. Verse 47, when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. I want you to notice the, the nobleman's approach. So he's big stuff, but he didn't just send someone to go get Jesus. He didn't just demand Jesus come to him, because at this point it doesn't really matter. He's going on the Lord's terms. He's going to make a request, right? I think that same heart should be in us today, meaning there's, a, there's an attitude of respect. There's an attitude of humility. We're not demanding that people do things for us, you know, like our culture of... of uh, you know, entitlement, you owe this to me, you have to do this to me. Uh, amen. Sometimes people do that to preachers too. I'm not having a problem with it. That's not why I'm saying. But sometimes people do that with preachers. You have to, you have to do this. This is required of you. Well, you get nowhere that way. Right? But even this person of great stature, this nobleman, came and implored him. He's begging him. Jesus, help. And he went to see him. Verse 48, uh, then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. That wasn't a compliment. Verse 49, the nobleman said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went his way. All right, consider what's happening, what's happening in the nobleman. He believed the word that Jesus spoke, and he went his way. Now, watch. How many know he had no reason to believe as far as anything he saw, no report come to him yet. Only thing he has to go on is Jesus said, go ahead and leave. That's the only thing he's basing on. And what did he do? He left. He, he, he left right then. Uh, how many know Jesus didn't do what he wanted him to do? What did, he, what did he want him to do? He wanted Jesus to come with him, and Jesus didn't go with him. So you can see one opportunity here is for offense. 
I come all this way, and don't you know who I am? I'm a nobleman, and you won't even come back with me, and my son's dying. He could have gone that route, but he didn't. Jesus made the decision. He said, you're fine. Go ahead. Your son's going to live. And he took the Lord at his word. No physical evidence to back it up. No reason to, no, no, no external reason to believe. He just believed what he said. All right? Is this the way we should approach the Word of God as well? So what do you have to go on? Just a word. I have this scripture. I have this verse. What? That's all you need? You don't need anything else? Nope, we've got the Word. We're good to go. So this guy, it seems to me, he made great progress in a very short period of time. He got the little rebuke, or at least to the, to the number of people there, that you guys don't believe anything without seeing. And then Jesus gave, gave him a word, and he made a choice. I'm going to believe. So how do we know he really believed? Because he left. Listen, his son is dying, and he's walking away from the guy who has all the miracles in his meetings. The guy, the miracle guy says, you're fine, go ahead. He could have thought, why is he just, why is he blowing me off? Isn't he taking this serious? Doesn't he care? Doesn't he really believe that I'm in a bad situation? But he chose not to take any of those. He said, okay, I'll take you at your word. I'm not going to be one of those who won't believe until they see something. I'm going to believe right here, right now, for the sake of my son, I'm going to believe the word that is spoken. Amen. These are the kind of people that get results. Okay? And so, uh, uh, again, if he didn't believe, he would have continued begging him to come and physically do something. But his leaving to go home was an expression of his faith. Isn't that interesting? You know, we'll judge many times someone's faith by what they say. And that's accurate and that's biblical. You find out what someone believes by what comes out of their mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaks. Right? What's in you comes out. But notice his expression of faith. It was going home. It was going home. And so faith can be released in different ways. And of course that was the word of the Lord to him. And so, I don't know, think about his walk home. Of course not riding in the car. Son at the point of death. Jesus the healer, the miracle worker. I mean he didn't know everything that we know about him. But he knew he was having results. He took him at his word. Think he had any thoughts on the way home? What are you doing, dude? Man, what are you... You better get back there. You better get back there and, and get him to come with you. You leave him now, your son is about to die. Think any of those thoughts came? Maybe he had some unbelieving friends that helped him out. I don't know for sure, but most people do. <laughs> They have people that will try to talk them out of the power of God instead of into it. But I can imagine that was a real struggle. Because he's got some journey before the time the word was spoken and time he sees his son. A time to get out of faith again. I wonder, I don't really wonder. What if he would have turned around and said, you know what? I know where Jesus is right now. I don't know where he's going. I'm not missing this opportunity. I'm going to go back there and get him and try to get him one more time to come and see me. I think his son would have died. Why? Because he, he would have no longer been walking by faith. He would have been walking by sight. Oh, I can't let this go, what I can see and feel. 
but he didn't do that. And maybe he had to remind himself a few times on the road. Sometimes we have to do that. No, I'm going to stay with the Word. No, I believe it's done. Yep, I believe in the power of God. I believe in the Word of the Lord to me. My son's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Thoughts bombarding him. He's going to die. Worries and fears attacking his mind. Nope, but I believe the Word of the Lord. Jesus said he'll be fine, so he's going to be fine. Now, I'm reading into that a little bit, but I just know real life. That's how your brain works. (laughs) Right? And that's how even the enemy will work to try to get you out of faith and into unbelief. So I think he probably had been tempted to turn around. Let's go on, read verse 51. And, and as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. And he inquired of them as uh, uh, the hour when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, so notice he'd been traveling a while. The seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household. Now, now I want you to notice that statement, he believed, is not the same as he believed what Jesus said to him. This is, he believed in Jesus and his house believed in Jesus as the, as the Messiah. They now believed in him as the, as the Christ. It wasn't now he believed in healing. He believed that or he wouldn't have left him in the first place. That was the faith that was already working. And so um, I, I think it's pretty cool, obviously, that his whole, whole household got saved. But I want to encourage you, don't, don't try to get healed to prove to your family that God is real. Get healed because sickness stinks. Get healed because Jesus took sickness and disease on his own body and in himself when he died on the cross. Do it because he wants you healed. And do it because the Lord is glorified when you are. Amen. You know, if someone's been given a terminal sentence and and you're thinking about just letting go and just saying, ah, I'm fine, I'll I'll just go on, I'm a a believer, I'm going to go to heaven, that's the sorry way to go. I mean that in a nice way, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't let the disease beat you. You should get healed and then die. Come on. Come on. Why? Because that would glorify God. And it wouldn't hurt as much. But that would glorify God. Why don't you let God heal you first? And then if you still want to go. I mean, hopefully you're old, you know. I don't mean if you're young that you should go to even think about that. Amen, because God has great plans for you, and you can live a happy, full life and be rewarded at the end. Uh, amen. But I'm just saying, let's, let's not let sickness beat us. Not because we're so great, but because Jesus already suffered and died for it. I'm going to be forgiven of every sin, healed of every disease. Nothing that Jesus paid for are we going to let live and dominate us in this life. Hallelujah. And so tonight uh, we're going to, we'll minister healing uh, to people that need it. And I would just encourage everyone who needs it, uh, make a choice right now. Right here, right now. Do you have to see it before you believe it? Or can you be like the nobleman here and say, you know, I'm just going to take the Lord at His word. I'm just going to believe right now. 
I'm just going to believe before I feel anything, before I see anything, before I get the report, you know, like he did. Hey, your son lives. Before I hear that, I'm going to believe. I'm just going to believe right now. Will, will thoughts of doubt come your way? Probably. They do to most people. But you can dismiss those. All they are is thoughts. All they are is concepts, ideas. We dismiss the different things every day. We embrace some, we dismiss some. Some things we believe, some things we reject. All of us are doing that every day. Amen. And when it comes to the word of the Lord, you can just choose and say, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe exactly what the Lord said about my body, that it is healed. That's your choice. That's my choice. I can't make it for you. You can't make it for me. But you can choose today. I remember different, different ones have told me over the years in, the, in these healing meetings, they sat right in a seat in different places where people are, and they sat right there, and something, they just, something on the inside, I don't know, they just said, I'm going to be healed tonight. I'm going to be healed. Whether they said it out loud or just said it within themselves, they just said, I'm going to be healed. And you know how fast they got healed? Boom. Yep, it's good. Yep, it's better. Yep, it's gone. And some of them felt it leave, and some of them didn't feel a thing. But they said, it's gone. And they were amazingly healed. The verse we're going to practice, I read this at a lot of our meetings, is... Uh, is Mark 16 and verse 18, the last part of the verse. It, Jesus said to us, or said to believers, He said, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is not complex. This is simple. So do you have to say the right thing when you do it? No, He just said you'd lay hands on them. Technically, we don't have to say anything. Now, many times we do. We'll say, be healed. We'll say, in the name of Jesus. There are different verses. You can add that. Uh, uh, but you don't have to. He said, you would lay hands on them, and they will recover. He didn't say they might recover. He didn't say there's a good chance or a possibility or if all the stars align or if, the, if God has special favor on you. No, he just said, if you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. That's like those guys I told you about that met in their, in their home and Guys and girls, and, and they would pray. It's like they weren't doing anything advanced. <laughs> they would just say, what's wrong with you? Oh, your shoulder's messed up. Oh, cool. Well, we're going to put our hands on you. Shoulder, straighten up. Boom, just like that. Easy, quick, easy, no effort. Almost feels like, did that work? That was too easy. No one groaned. No one yelled, no one pulled, no one pushed, no one st was striving. It's almost like God was waiting for us to do it. It's almost like He couldn't wait for us to reach out our hand so He could go through it. And I'm telling you, He wants to heal the masses. And He's just looking for somebody's hand to work through. And when we reach out our hands, what happens? He reaches out His hand on the inside of us and he is touching him there's no doubt in my mind that tonight we lay hands on people that it will be more than one human being touching another human being it will be the Lord himself working in us and through us and the Lord himself 
whether we see him or don't see him is not the issue. He said he would never leave us. He said he would always be present. And Jesus is the healer today and he walks among us. And he will be in us touching and healing and taking tumors and yanking them out of people. Amen. Amen. Pastor Doug gave us a testimony from one of the kids. And uh, uh, at, kid, at kids camp had a, uh, a, a, a child, I can tell this story. I don't know the names anyway, so it's okay. I can't expose anyone. But a child who was not doing, doing really well and was contemplating suicide. And, uh, uh, and, and really, it's amazing that someone that young could even think that way, but they do. And, uh, and but was at the camp getting ready, uh, needing a touch from God. Something had to change or, it, you know, he was saying, I can't continue to live. It's so sad. So sad. And in the middle of their time of, of ministry and worship, uh, the Lord Jesus appeared to him and reached into his chest and yanked a demon out. That's what the kids said. There's no one, that's what the kids said Jesus did for him. How do you even make that up? Yank this thing out. And from that moment, the kid was happy and still is. <laughs> and uh, no longer having those kind of thoughts and, and, and now all of a sudden able to laugh and smile again. Really, literally some stupid ugly demon got a hold of the kid. And Jesus reached in. Who knew that Jesus was at camp? Did he even know where... Where, where were you? Donnelly? Did you know Jesus knew where Donnelly was? Doesn't he just go in the big cities? And he set that young uh, boy free. Amen, amen. He's no less here than he was there. He's no less interested in your life, in that crooked back, or that messed up ear, or that blood condition, or that heart disease. Or He's no less interested in your situation than he was in that little boy. Amen? amen. Praise God. Well, let's do that verse then tonight. We're not going to make this complicated. We'll just do that, that lay hands on the sick and they'll recover verse. <laughs> Amen? How many, of you, uh, how many of you need healing tonight? You want, you want hands laid on you? Okay. Let me, let me just kind of see uh, quite a few. Amen. All right. Good, good. Just kind of gives us an idea of, of what, we're, what we're going to do. Let's... Um, I want to take a moment and pray. Let's have our crew come up. And uh, if, you're, if you're not coming down for prayer, uh, you just worship the Lord with us. Stay engaged the best you can. And, uh, and then we'll lay hands on, the, on each of these. I'll have Pastor Doug and Pastor Bill uh, minister with me as well. And we'll lay hands. They're anointed and the Spirit of God works powerfully through them. And, uh, and so we'll be able to minister to everyone and lay hands on everyone. And, and listen, the laying on of hands on you might just be brief and it might be longer. There's no, there's no uh, guideline there. And so many times I've seen people get healed and I said nothing more than be healed and had my hands on them for a, you know, a second and totally healed. And others, you know, Whatever, whatever needs to happen. Amen? Father, we love you tonight. We serve you.